Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into a brand new episode of Out of Line. Um, you know, after a couple of a hiatus of a couple of weeks, um, I know it feels like old news now, but we're going to talk a little bit about the Knicks, obviously, um, and that and, uh, you know, losing in six games to Miami. We'll talk about all that. Uh, obviously, the Eastern Conference, uh, Eastern and Western Conference finals, um, of course, also uh uh, we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about the Jets' schedule, and you know some, uh, some you know of the expectations, uh, the Mets and their mediocrity this year. Although they did beat the Rays two out of three, or like the best team in baseball, so I guess that's kind of good. Uh, and then we'll end it with uh, another edition of unnecessary wagers. Um, did I mention Liam is joining again? Uh, Liam is joining, um, and we're going to obviously going to talk about you know all that stuff with him. Uh, okay, so let's get into the show. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Liam, welcome back. It's good to be here. All right. So I, I just want to say follow us on all of our social media accounts at Review and Preview and on Twitter at Review and Preview One uh, and YouTube at Review and Preview Sports and TikTok at Review and Preview. Okay. So we have to talk about the Knicks, obviously. Um, this heart, I wouldn't say heartbreaking because you know what? We lost in six games. The Knicks have done a very Knicks thing. At least we were able to make it past the first round. Um, but, you know, they went back to being the Knicks and losing in a series in a game that at least on paper, they are better than. Um, the Knicks are, are a more talented team. You don't you don't agree with that? No, you just the way you said it was you said a game that they're better than. Oh, I meant to say a team but, that. On no, and also, no, I don't agree that the Knicks are better than the Heat. You don't think they're better on paper? No, the Heat. The Heat last last year were the one seed. They went to the conference finals. They went to the championship two years ago. Well, they, this year they were an eight seed. They yeah, but that's so what? Well, I'm talking about this year. I don't really care about last year or two years ago. Okay, I'm not saying they're a better franchise. I'm saying this year they should have been better. Yeah, but they had a lot of injuries through the season. They they beat Milwaukee in five games. They did, yeah. Uh, and they've beat the Celtics already. So in in the first game, so no, I don't think that they're on on paper better. 
no, the, the Knicks have better play. The Knicks, I would say, are a deeper team than Miami. Miami is not a deep team. They have five players who are good. Well, I, he doesn't really I mean, use Kevin Love wouldn't even start if he was on the Knicks. Yeah, but, he, but Thibodeau doesn't use his depth that well, so. No, he doesn't. You're he right. He doesn't play Fournier ever. He doesn't, I mean, you know. Because oh, Fournier stinks. But, but yeah, he doesn't use most of the, de- the depth the way that he probably should. You're right. On some level, I think that's true, um, that he doesn't use the depth well. Uh, Eric Spolster uses the depth a little bit better, um, particularly in the playoffs. It's also just the fact, Randall, everybody's mad at Randall. Randall sucks. He's overrated. He is horrible in the playoffs. Um, we also kind of knew that already. And he got bailed out when the Knicks beat the Cavs. And you know what? When you win game, when you win series like that, when you're especially when you're not even supposed to win, uh, even when when you're a guy like Randall, you're people are gonna whistle through the graveyard in a sense to sort and kind of be okay with his underachievement in a series like that, and not acknowledge that he was bailed out. Well, I yeah, but I, I agree he's horrible in the playoffs. I I, I think that. I would consider trading him depending on the return, but you, I think that he also, the reason the Knicks were the five seed was a lot due to his production. He had 20 points on a nightly basis, 10 rebounds. Sure. So I think he, they were also only there because of him as well. Yeah. And Brunson. Yeah, of course. But Brunson isn't being talked about as being, a- but, well, well, the difference is that Brunson was really good in the playoffs. Yeah. Randall wasn't. He was terrible. Um, and well, second of all, the, we, we were there because of him partly. We're also paying him a whole lot of money. Right. But so we kind of should. I think that – I agree. Oh, obviously. There's no – it's not an excuse to make – it's a, uh, it's the an reason I'm saying it is that a lot – right. A lot of people have said that they need to get rid of him. I don't think it's really as clear cut as that. I think that we need a, a another guy. And right. It's it, – it, the thing is, I don't think Randall makes the team worse. It's just that he isn't good enough in the playoffs. If you know right. what I, if you understand and, what I'm saying, yeah. And there's and there's tons of guys. Uh, you know, Randall's not the only guy in the NBA that's you know turns like that. But I, I think that really the season in was ended when was or not ended, but the way that they knew we weren't going to win a championship when we didn't get Donovan Mitchell. And that was that we needed to make that move, and they didn't make that move. Yeah, and yeah. He would have been he would have been a great accompanying piece to the other two. We probably we're probably in the Eastern Conference Finals now if we have Donovan Mitchell. Correct. Um, so yeah, you're right about that. Obviously, um, I mean the thing is, if we, to get another player to sort of be more productive in the playoffs, chances are we might have to trade Randall. I mean well, that, then- that's the reality. That's just what has to happen. But it, the, if, but but the thing is, we're going to have to give up a lot because how valuable is his contract? I mean, well, like he's paid a lot of money, right? But we're in the we're in the position now because we didn't give up a lot. I mean, the the NBA is is not like I, I feel like the NBA is different than some sports as well because you can sort of make that one guy. You you can sort of make it with one guy. Um. You're so saying, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think you can make it with only one guy. I think you have to have a lot of pieces. Well, they already have Brunson. 
Right. Some... Well, I think that one player could one extra player could really tip the scales a lot. I think right. that's true. Um, I don't think anybody can be I don't think you can make a great team by one player by himself. I don't think there's any player good enough for that. Yeah. I agree. And you know, two teams well, one of them didn't even make the playoffs, but the Ma- Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns also went down that road as well and lost because they got rid of uh, depth pieces. Yes, yes. Obviously, every everybody needs depth pieces. I, I mean, people are a lot of uh, Nick fans are really mad about um, R.J. Barrett. The Randall stuff, I I think, is understandable. Um, whether it's a player who isn't good in the playoffs or just hasn't been used in the playoffs. The Randall part, I don't really understand why people are so angry with Randall. It's like in the playoffs, he was basically the same player he was in the regular season. If anything, you should be – if you're so mad about how bad Randall was – uh, not Randall, um, Barrett was. He, I mean, if anything, you should be mad, about the, mad at the Knicks for giving him an extension in December. Well, a really not big only, extension. Not he, only was, he was the same player in the playoffs as he was in the regular season. Right, but not, not only the extension, though. It was – he was basically one of the reasons they didn't get Mitchell is because they wouldn't they they wouldn't give up uh, him as part of the deal, right? But the thing is, is that like I don't understand why because the yeah. Knicks, I, I I don't understand why because Barrett is a solid player, but I yeah. mean what he did in the playoffs, which was inconsistent, having a good game and a bad game and a good game and a bad game. That right. was exactly what he was doing in the regular season. So yeah. how, why would you expect something different in the playoffs? I it agree. Make any sense. I agree. And in my opinion, if if I was a GM and you're you're getting someone that you think is gonna make your team a contender, why even worry about how much draft picks you're giving up? Because if you're think you're gonna be a contender, those draft picks are going to be moot anyway because they're going to be late draft picks. Even if you're even if you're an average team, most of those draft picks are going right. to be moot. So you're right. I don't think it would have been a big deal anyway with, with the with draft right. picks. I mean, I don't know. I personally don't value draft picks that much unless my team is really bad. That's not, pretty much not, it. not in the NBA certainly, but or the NFL. And this is also the the um, the trading of of picks. Uh, the trading of picks that led to what happened with the Celtics and the, the Nets, they they also traded – the Nets also traded for two guys who were old and th- that team was going to have to rebuild and they just didn't realize it. If you have a team like now for Donovan Mitchell, I mean, you're not going to be – you're not going to draft a guy – if you were to draft a guy, you would hope that he would he would turn out like Donovan Mitchell. Right, so, right. You you could already get him then. So yeah, I don't understand some of the front office. Chances are when you're gonna pick, the player is like a ninety-nine percent chance not gonna be Donovan Mitchell. Right. So I I, so the whole yeah, you're right. The whole strategy makes no sense at all. Um, and I don't know. I mean, even though it was a six game series, I don't care. That series wasn't close. It wasn't close. Wasn't it close. might as well have been a gentleman's sweep. Wasn't close. It wasn't close. You know why? I knew game two, even though they ended up winning, they were barely able to win without Jimmy Butler. And the Miami didn't have Jimmy Butler. Not to mention, Jimmy Butler had some pretty incredible games uh, throughout the season, uh, it, like 35-point games. He didn't do, have any of that against the Knicks. It's not like Miami ever played in a way 
that it, they were just unbeatable like they did the other night. So, I, mean, I don't know. It, um, I mean, yeah, they, and and they have to. The Knicks also got out by the skin of their teeth in both games. I've never seen a team close games as bad as the Knicks. I mean, they're awful, awful, awful with the lead late in games. And that, yeah, they got lucky to win though. Even the two that they won the, there were three games. Um, well, there were definitely two games at least that they weren't in and game one, they honestly should have won. And then they, they mucked up at the end. And it very easily, it very easily could have just been if if not for Jimmy Butler not playing game two, it very easily could have been a sweep. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it could have been. Yeah, so it, it's just you know they were just overmatched in a sense. They I knew they weren't gonna. I knew they. I, I just knew they weren't gonna beat Miami. They ended up winning game five. Okay, they kept their heads above water, but. It, the series really wasn't close. It, it was no. I mean, I can't say I'm angry about the season because they ended up making the playoffs and making it past the first round. That's somewhat of a success for the Knicks, I would say, within the past, you know, w- within my lifetime, yeah. I would say. Um, so that I, I'm, I'm not that angry, and I shouldn't be. I mean, I guess I've had enough time to th- calm down, I guess, and think with a clear head. Uh, so in that sense, that it isn't that bad. But I would say. It, it felt like they weren't competitive in that series. Um, no. So, okay. So I want to get into a little bit of, uh, so the other night Miami stole game one, speaking of Miami, um, that was, I mean, the thing is, the thing is, even though they ended up winning that game and now, and stealing a game on the road is always a big deal. But I will say, I still like the Celtics to win this series. Um, I think they could easily take another game on the road. I think the Celtics are a much better team. Uh, I think the Celtics just played a really bad game. I mean, the thing is, the Celtics went 10 for 29 from three, and Miami went 16 for 31. So you're, and Jimmy Butler put up 35 points. So when those two things, when Jimmy Butler puts up 35 points and you're shooting really well from three, it's Miami's a very tough team to beat. But that's not going to happen every game. So overall, I would say I still think the, the Celtics are certainly a better team. Miami just had a good game. Yeah, I agree. And uh, this, the Sixers won the first game of the series, too, um, of the last series in Boston. And uh, the Celtics almost went up 3-1 in that series, ended up winning in seven. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think that the uh, Celtics are done. And um, – the, yeah, the three the three pointers. I mean, they have to uh, defend better. But That's yeah, I I, I I like uh, I like um, the Celtics still. And, and by the way, I think they come back big. I mean, you, you know who else agrees with me is Vegas. They're giving ten points. Ten tonight. points. Yeah, I feel like they're begging you to take Miami. But I guess we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, ten points. That that yeah, it's it's it, it's a lot. Um, uh, so, uh, all right. I want to get into a little bit with, uh, the golden, uh, the nuggets. They looked like golden state the, uh, last night, uh, J- uh Jamal Murray had 37 points and 23 of them were in the fourth quarter. And a lot of, and you know what? 
Vegas really loves the Nuggets. A lot of people are really big on the Nuggets right now. Um, I'm not sold on it at all. Um, the biggest selling point for me is the fact that they they have home court. Uh, if if it were to go seven games, um, these are two games they were supposed to win. They're home games. I think home court matters a lot, especially in the playoffs. Um, and I don't. I mean, th- those are two really close games. It's not like the Nuggets were a convincingly better team in either of them. Uh, the Lakers could have easily. The Lakers certainly could have won both of them. And if not for Jamal Murray having an amazing fourth quarter, I mean, I don't think the I mean the, the Lakers win that game. So, you know, a lot of that ha- a lot of things had to go right for Denver in order to win both of those games, and those are home games. So I, I think the Lakers still have a really good shot. No, I disagree. I think it's extremely discouraging that the Lakers didn't win last night and that they, they had two ga- chances. The first game they were getting blown out and they uh, came back to, to get it close. They, they had a chance to win the game after getting blown out. That in my opinion was extremely discouraging to the nuggets. And so then for the, the Lakers, Lakers for the, no, for to the nuggets, because even though they won the game, they almost lost the game. They were up 25 in. Oh, I see what you're and saying. So I think I thought that the Lakers certainly were going to come out and uh, certainly were going to come out and, and win this game. And I th- certainly thought they were going to come out and uh, be a little better than they were. And then they're up five at halftime, felt like they had momentum and uh, didn't weren't able to win the game. That, to me, it's discouraging that they're down 2-0. It's discouraging, but I don't think that it at all. I agree that it's discouraging, but I don't think that just because it's discouraging that that means that it's the series is just over. I don't think that either. The series um, isn't I, over, but they're 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 if they they can't lose one more game or they can't lose one game in in L.A. No, they, they can't. They cannot lose a game at home. And I, I agree completely. They can't lose a game at home, but I, I don't exactly necessarily think the Nuggets right now are a better team. Uh, I'm not convinced of that at all. Uh, like I said, a lot of stuff had to go right, and if the Lakers, the and the Lakers, I'm sure if I'm figuring this out, I'm sure the Lakers know it too, um, and I think they're gonna they're gonna use that as fuel for the next couple of games. I, I mean, you're right, it is discouraging, but I don't think that means that the series is at all over. I mean, they were probably in those games longer than they were supposed to, so even though they blew some chances, I mean, they still played good games. Um, when I hear something crazy, LeBron is actually oh for. 10 in the series in from three yeah he hasn't hit one three not good and not good at all i, I think that the the they're yeah i i think denver's the best team left right now and their defense is the difference of what there what differs them from golden state and golden state didn't play good defense that whole series they haven't played good defense all season the worst they were the worst no. road team in the nba so this is a different animal than the, the two teams that they played. Two teams, by the way, who had a lot of issues internally going on in the Memphis Grizzlies and the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. This is, a, to me, a different, a different animal for the, for the Lakers. Certainly. Um, I also think that but, – but like I said, I'm, I'm not – I mean, Vig, okay, sorry, I just checked the odds. Uh, the Nuggets are for uh, – hold on a second. For the conference winner – um, the Nuggets are actually the bigger favorites than even the Celtics are. They're minus 450. 
and the Celtics are minus two twenty. So yeah, the Celtics are down in the series, and the Nuggets. I are know that. Down. I'm just I I under I understand that. I'm just obviously that's why because the Celtics are down one zero. Uh, but I guess it couldn't have been that big of a deal. I mean, I guess it couldn't have been that big of a deal because the Celtics are still pretty heavy favorites in the series. Well, like you said, they're 10-point favorites tonight. Yeah, they're 10-point favorites tonight. And they're certainly a better team. I also think that whoever wins the West is most likely going to win the finals. I don't think the Lakers beat the Celtics, but I I, 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 think I agree. I think Denver does. I think I think I think Denver beats either team. Certainly, I think the Lakers would also beat either team. Um, I, I guess LeBron has to be a little better in some of these games. Certainly, for I mean, shooting zero for ten from three is not. It certainly is very discouraging. Um, yeah, but I guess we'll see how all that goes. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not so down in the dumps about the Lakers. I'm no Laker fan, but I could really see them coming back. I mean. The, the Lakers really did have a big comeback year this year. I mean, they, they they were out of the playoffs for a while, but over the past couple of months, they've been one of the better teams in the league. Right. So yeah. I, I think people are kind of forgetting about that a little. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Mets beating uh, – okay, the, the Mets somehow beat the Rays. Um, that's not – I know I'm – that's what I'm, you know, leading with, although it's not really that relevant of a storyline compared to what we're going to talk about, which is the bigger picture here. Um, I'm with you. I think it's a joke that Buck Showalter won manager of the year last year, um, especially after giving up, especially after all of, uh, especially after, you know, the collapse in September. Right. Um, I'm not one to really blame the manager for everything. I'm also not one to give the manager credit for everything either. Um, in baseball, the manager has very uh, a very specific role or, or a few specific roles. Most of them are situational, like choosing pinch hitters and managing the bullpen and things like that, and obviously making the batting order. Um, but, I mean, right now, I don't really blame Showalter for everything that's going wrong, but you can't, but you can't have it both ways. You can't, like, he shouldn't get credit when things are going right and then get no blame when things are going wrong. Uh, the Mets right now, I think the reason Met fans are so frustrated is not that we're off to a slow start. It's not that. It's that the mediocrity hasn't stopped. We went from, in September, we were, what, is that, is that wrong? What? Oh, okay. Okay. I, I thought you were, I, okay. No, no, it's all right. I thought you were saying. Um, so basically what I'm saying is that the mediocrity hasn't stopped. In September, from September all the way through the playoffs last year, we looked like a mediocre team. Basically, I don't think we would have beaten any team in a three. We would have been unlikely, at least, to be any playoff team in the three game series. Um, and it, it's not just the collapse. We just weren't good at that point. And now now this year, it looks like it hasn't stopped. We're just, it's, it looks like a continuation of what happened in September, which is why we're so frustrated. It's not just that we're off to a slow start. Slow starts happen. It's not a big deal. It's that, It looks like this is not a slow start. It looks like almost like this is just what we are a bunch of underachievers and we have the highest payroll in baseball. We have a right to have the highest expectations of any fan base. Yeah. I, well, first of all, I, I think the Mets are going to be fine. Honestly, I think they still make the playoffs, but the, I agree. the thing about the manager of the year is they have, they, like you just said, the Mets have the highest payroll in baseball. I mean, and, and they, and they blew a 10.5 lead game lead in the division. 
last year, and the guy won ma- uh, manager of the year with the highest payroll in baseball. That's ridiculous. But and, and secondly, yeah, the teams they, they beat the Rays uh, in the two games. I mean, it's baseball. You're going to win game. Like you're not going to lose every game. But uh, they, the 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 biggest issue was they had a stretch of just horrific teams that they played and they won like three or four of them. It was horrific. Yeah. I I mean, teams like the nationals, they played the Tigers, Rockies, Reds, uh, and nationals. And, um, and yeah, they won, they won two. Yeah. they They won three. There was nothing in the world more frustrating, uh, especially it was it was especially in September last year when the when the Braves were catching up on them, uh, and, and they were just losing or almost losing to teams that uh, teams like the Nationals, and it's just like people would be like, well, they were just in a slump. It's like I don't know, is it really? I mean, there's a difference between being in a slump in April and being in a slump in September when you can't be in a slump. Yeah, I mean, the good news for the Mets is the three teams that they're in competition for two wild card spots. So only one of them they need to jump, or sorry, three wild card spots. So they only need to jump one. Uh, is uh, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Arizona. So the Mets are much better than those teams. But again, they're they're not. The Mets are not going to win the division. That's no. Much I feel like there's well. no way. Um, and really, since. Since yeah, I mean, since Salicata said that the division was over in June of last year, or whatever the Mets, <laughs> yeah, bad, and they were bad in that. Um, they were bad in that series against San Diego. They were. They got one hit in the in the in the elimination game. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, the the other thing that I would be troubled about right now is Scherzer and uh, Verlander. I would be troubled if I was a Met fan. I am troubled. You guys are old, and this that they might be not what they were. Yeah, I mean they're not. I mean they're old for they're certainly old, but not so old that you can't expect something out of them. I mean, I, I think you can still be you can still pitch. That's, well that's what I'm saying, age. though. It's if there's there's no like if you expect it, of course they're they're good. But if they start to go bad, there's no like silver lining of oh. Well, they've still, you know, this is it. That would be it, probably. Yeah, and we would have wasted all that money. But the thing is, Scherzer started off good last year and then got terrible when it mattered the most. Yeah, and he's been bad. And he's been bad ever since. Like I said, it's a continuation of what happened last year. Like, it's not like it was a fresh, like, we were supposed to have a fresh start. Yeah. And it's just a continuation of all the bullshit. Yeah, I, I... I agree. Except and they it's have, worse. Except and, it's even worse, actually. And the, the yeah, and the Mets do. I mean, on the Mets do have an old team too. I mean, they have a good team, but they're not a team full of young players like the Orioles or something like that. So yeah, and, they, they, this is the window. And I and I think right now we just have a, a bunch of a, a lot of kind of overrated players. I mean, right now this year Lindor's hitting two twenty five, Alonso's hitting two thirty four, Matt. Uh, Marte is hitting two. Alonso's having a terrific season. Who is Alonso? Alon, I know, but he's he's not. His average isn't. I mean, he's hitting a lot of home runs, but he's hitting yeah. two thirty four. His yeah. average isn't very good. Uh, he could do a little better than that, most likely. 
Uh, Marte, like I said, is hitting 238. Marte's been um, horrible. I mean, Marte was, horrible. Marte was like a 300 hitter last year. Conn has been horrible. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a whole – I mean, it's just something that we expect more from. I mean, look, it's a long season. Baseball is, is an excruciatingly long season, and a lot can change between now and then. But I'm afraid that nothing – it doesn't feel like anything is changing. Because we've been in this position for longer than we were in the position of beating a, beating a bunch of good teams. So it just doesn't feel very – I mean, I guess the flip side is most of the time the Mets are good in the, begin, uh, good in the beginning, uh, the first half of the season, and bad post-All-Star break. Well, maybe yeah, it's a that, flip this year. Maybe they've flipped it. Now, June, they've got the Phillies, Blue Jays, Braves, Yankees, Cardinals, Astros – Brewers. So at the end of that month, at Phillies again, at the end of that month, I think then we'll know. Yeah. That's a we'll month know. where it could go. They could they could win a bunch of those games and you say, well, they're back, they're a contender. Or it could go wrong for them and they, they could be out and they could be a team that sells the deadline if if that month goes wrong. June, I think, is the make or break month for the Mets. Yeah. I I mean and you could kind of say the same thing about July. Yeah, they're but it, bunch, they're, they're, in July they played the Giants, Diamondbacks, yeah, um, who are kind of good this year, oddly enough. Padres, Padres, who are okay. Uh, the Dodgers, who are good, and then uh, and then the the White Sox, who, who yeah, this uh, was really, they, they really play, aren't they, good. But I feel like the against Yankees the White Sox, well. they're going to struggle. They play the Yankees in that month as well. They the uh, the, uh, the I the think Nationals. that if the Mets if the Mets are to be in a in, in, are in a position at the end of the year that they didn't want to be in, uh, they can look back at that stretch of nine games of early that they just had Tigers, Rockies, Nationals, and say we should have had six or seven wins out of that, and we had three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like and like I said, they always, they, they're struggling against these bad teams. Like, it's one thing when you don't beat a team that's actually good. Like, if they, if they don't – Win the series against the Dodgers. It's like, all right, the Dodgers are supposed to win that series. But if you're, but if you struggle against a team like the Nationals or the White Sox, as they frequently do, I mean, that just feels unacceptable. Um, yeah. And Scherzer is gonna is pitching tomorrow night, so we're gonna see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be very telling that start. Um, and I, I mean, this uh, this year, uh, Scherzer's. This year, Scherzer's ERA is 488, so almost five. Uh, so certainly worse than he was doing last year, obviously. Um, right. I'm, I'm a little nervous, even though we should be able to beat Cleveland. Um, it's only like a one and a half point spread. Well, that's one and a half point run spread. But yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that they, they, the, the Mets play the Cubs. And uh, Rockies after the series too. They've got to win these series is where they are much better. They just yeah. do. And, and I just feel like they're going to struggle again. And you know, you know, like I said, I don't blame Showalter, even though everybody wants to blame the manager. Baseball is not a game of schematics like football is, um, or even basketball. Uh, you would never like. It's very much about individual players, and it makes more sense to blame GMs uh, than it does to blame like the, the manager, uh, like in, like if a player is not hitting, 
that's not on the manager. And if a player has a bad year, nobody says, well, he was in a bad system, like you might say about a wide receiver. Um, it right. doesn't really work that way in baseball. And if Marte is not is hitting two thirty, Lindor is hitting under two fifty. If yeah. Marte is hitting under two fifty, these guys are all just all just have terrible batting averages. I mean, there's nothing you can really that that really has nothing to do with Buck. There's very little he can do about that. No, um, which is just a sort of an uncomfortable truth for a lot of fans. Um, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about the uh, Jets schedule uh, from, from one New York team to another, another team with very high expectations, um, which I'm very nervous about in a sense, even though I'm, I'm excited, but also nervous. So I, I kind of have a lot of goosebumps for this season. Um, and I'm honestly sort of convinced that the Jets might get, get off to a slow start. Um, hold on. Let me just pull up their schedule for a second. I know week one, they play Buffalo. They play. They play uh, Buffalo at home. Uh, then the, in the, uh, the Then the Cowboys and the Patriots. They should be able to beat the Patriots. Then the Chiefs. Then the Broncos. So I could see in their first in their first four games, they could easily go one and three. I'm not saying I think that's going to happen necessarily. Um, we don't know how good the Bills are really. Um, it, the Bills might actually remind me a little bit of the Mets, and they might go the same kind of way. And you know, it, it's a tough game for them too. Although the Bills are the heavy favorites to win the division. Um, I think that my biggest worry is that starting the season off slow could be a really big problem for them. Uh, and by the way, the first I just talked about the first four uh, four games, then they play the Broncos and the Eagles. That the first six games, four of them they could four of those teams are very tough. They could very easily Why are lose. they going to Denver again? I um they last year. Well, I think think it involved it has to do with um well it's how they do the schedule so well they weren't in last place uh yeah but but shouldn't the game be in the game should be at the Jets they went to the Broncos last year either way yeah uh, I don't know I think it has something to do with the 17th game I could be wrong about that I'm not 100 percent oh I think I know why it's because they play that whole division again I know but it should it, it should have been uh either way um, no, I don't know. Whatever. Um, either way, uh, I, I disagree. I think the Jets are going to be one of the best teams in the league. Now, the the one thing I will say is, if you remember last year, everyone thought that um, everyone thought that uh, the Broncos are going to be one of the best teams in the league, and they were on prime time like every week. Uh, the the Jets are on prime time almost every week. Uh, that would that would be troubling. But uh, listen. I think that the Jets are going to be fine. I think they have a good offense with them. But more importantly to me, I think they have the best defense in the entire league. Um, and and remember, you're getting Brees Hall back. You're getting Beckton back. I, I think that the Jets are going to be really good. I think they are the best team in the division. I think they win the division. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think if we're just talking about the schedule, the, the start is hard. The end is not bad, and uh, I, I think the Jets are fine. I'm, I'm more confident in the end ending of the schedule than the beginning. And also, I think people often jump to conclusions. Uh, Colin Coward has this, uh, in the very Colin Coward way, has an overreaction Monday. And I think it's one thing that he's very much right about a lot of the time. There is very often an overreaction to one game or a stretch of games. 
and and I feel like that could happen with the Jets pretty easily. I mean, I'm excited, but part of me, I think part of the reason that you think they're going to be one of the best teams in the league is that you're a little bit more objective than I am. Uh, whereas I'm a fan and I'm worried. Um, it's not that I don't think they're going to be one of the best teams in the league, by the way. I do think they will. It's just that their schedule in the beginning is tough and they're in, and they have to compete with the Bills. And by the way, like I said before, the Bills might not even be that good. I mean, they they haven't they weren't that good in the playoffs last year. Not worried year. about Buffalo. But I mean, the, you got to be worried about Buffalo. No. You got to be worried. I'm not saying they're above us necessarily but you got to be worried about them we don't know i mean they could easily have a good comeback this year um or they could remain mediocre like they were towards the end of the you year, what, last year we don't know i'll tell you what i don't understand is the jets got a lot of prime time games this year and the giants also got their most prime time games in like six years yet the jet giant game on october 29th is a one o'clock game yeah, that makes no sense. Don't you think they would make that a primetime game? Yeah. I mean, it's it's they're 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 sort of like a it's like a New York rivalry in a sense. And both teams are supposed to be pretty good. Right. Even though I think I think the Giants are not gonna be that great this year. But yeah, I probably I, not. I, I don't think so either. I, I think the Giants are gonna be all right, but it's good still should be a good game. But yeah, exactly. And it's and it's the biggest I mean, you have it's not often that you get the whole New York market watching a game. Because you have yeah. the two teams. Yeah, you would think that. By the way, well, I'm really glad that I mean, for, I mean, I, I think I'm really happy about the whole primetime game thing because for forget forget the fact that that means that the Jets are now a big brand and they're supposed to be good. Be forget away. all that. But also the fact that I like it when my team is on primetime games, so I don't have to miss all of the other games that are going on at the same time. But you, know you like I mean? it because you'll be awake too. I'll be awake, but yeah. certainly for the night but, games. But also, even if I am, even if I am awake for the one o'clock games, also the is, and I don't have to watch it, you know, after the fact. Right. But also, the fact that all of the other games are going on at the same time, I don't really like it when I'm fixed only fixated on the jet game, right? And have to like also only in the commercials pay attention to what else happens, you right? Know I mean? Yeah, I like to focus on like my bets and fantasy and and stuff like all that. of that. Yeah. And by the way, I like it's not just the primetime part, also that there's a lot more four o'clock games. Right. Um, I think that's in general, I yeah, never really liked how so many of the games were at one o'clock instead of four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I, four o'clock is good. I feel like always in the four, like I always bet on four o'clock games, but in the four o'clock games, you're kind of always um, footballed out anyway. You've just been watching it for like three, four hours. So it's not like, me because I'm just waking up. <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> Usually. But um, but yeah, I agree. I, I like I like I like prime time. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three, four, one o'clock games. Five, six, six one o'clock games. The game against the Dolphins is also a prime time game, even though it's at three o'clock. It's on Black Friday. Yeah, it's on Black Friday, but it's on Amazon. Uh, it's on Prime Video. So is every Thursday night game. So is that, yeah, every Thursday night game. Yeah. Um, the three I'm surprised honestly that more uh that more NFL games are not on Black Friday. You'd think that would be a big it's the first you, ever you'd, one. You you'd think that they would do that a lot though. It's because it's a big college weekend. Right, that's probably why. That they don't college, college. Um, rivalry. But I mean, you know what? The Black Friday games, I mean, there's usually like Washington, there's usually like Washington, Washington State. 
that plays that. Well, day. now they the other thing is that the NFL could just would would just steamroll whatever else was on that day. Doesn't matter if it even if it's other football. Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends, but like the Black Friday college games aren't that big. Usually, the biggest one is the Washington Iron Bowl, State. stuff like that. What's that? The Iron Bowl is normally on that those days. Uh, no, the Iron Bowl is usually that Saturday. It, I think it differs, but yeah, it could be on. Usually, it's that Saturday, the day after. But yeah, um, I agree. I like I like the Black Friday game. I, I, I mean, like you're. you're you, you you might be right about that, by the way. I mean, the NFL game might steamroll black uh, the uh, Iron Bowl in the ratings, but it's still not going to help them because it's going to take away some viewers, I'm sure. There's going to be some diehards that would rather watch the Iron Bowl, even yeah. if Auburn's not good. Yeah. Um. So I, I think the NFL does have that in mind. But, I mean, most of the college games on Black Friday aren't that big. I mean – The NFL is I, – I, I think that we're going to go get to a point, all sports too – I think you know it's not going to be tomorrow, but in twenty years, we could have a point where they 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 don't even show the games on TV anymore, and they just go full to streaming. I mean, that's yeah. sort of what the NFL is attempting to do—not fully, but here. I mean, they certainly might be able to make more money that way, uh, especially with so much cord cutting. I mean, a lot of people find it not worth it to buy cable. Well, you could—I mean, the the these soccer leagues, like European soccer leagues, that are big. A lot of them gone to streaming where the, the streamer is paying an exorbitant amount of money to the leagues because that's going to be one of their big selling points. So the NFL, yeah, yeah could be, make, probably could at some point make more than the TV contracts. Well, yeah, I think that's certainly possible. Although what I think would likely happen is there would still be NFL packages. Like you would still be able to pay for Sunday ticket. That's, YouTube, that's you, um, YouTube owns NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I think you can get it on YouTube TV, yeah. right? Yeah. So you would be able to watch Red Zone on YouTube TV. Now I mean, with I your laptop know. or your phone, you can literally just connect your phone or your laptop to the TV. Right. I mean, everybody in everybody, I don't know anybody now who's, I, I mean, I know that we don't, we're at a younger age, but who's moves into an apartment now and gets cable. No, yeah. Nobody does. Right. So yeah, that would be pretty interesting well, to see. I could see the NFL going that way. And I, I, I like it, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, back to the schedule. I mean, I, I, I like, I like their, uh, I like their chances. I think they they gave them a lot of tough games. There's a lot of good matchups, um, but uh, I, I really like their, uh, their team this year. I mean, I think that the the Rogers thing is overlooking how good the defense was. I mean, how good would that team have been with a quarterback last year? Yeah, I mean, much much better. Um, I can maybe, think of at least Mike White had stayed healthy. I can I can think of at least three games they would have won, namely the New England games and Detroit, where they had a if yeah. they had a quarterback who was good, which would have made them eleven and six. Yeah, and the thing is, is that the Jets last year were a worse team. Like people say, you are what your record says you are. I don't think that's true. I think the Jets were worse than their record said they were. And a lot of Jet fans had this sort of honeymoon phase with winning games against teams that weren't very good, and it felt well, good the to Buffalo win. Those win. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there were no wins against good teams, obviously. There were, there were some. But overall, I would say last year, fans were mostly whistling past the graveyard with, you know, with, with Zach. Don't forget, 
Zach Wilson's reputation at the beginning of the year wasn't that bad. Fans were still holding out hope. And a lot of fans were like, well, he has no offensive line. And it really just took him to totally implode for Jet fans to acknowledge that he was a bust. And now everybody pretty much agrees. That's how much has changed throughout the season. But this is – the Jets haven't had a home playoff game in 21 years, which is insane. And MetLife Stadium, the Giants – uh, the year they won the Super Bowl, the Giants hosted the Falcons, so it was in 2012. That's the only uh, playoff game that's ever been played at MetLife Stadium. That's crazy. And that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I do want to get into unnecessary wagers. Um, okay, so we'll do yours first. little unique. Um, yeah, I'm I not going to lie. I had to look up who Katie Taylor was. Yeah, uh, a boxer. Uh, I have – I got the Celtics winning tonight. We've talked about that. Uh, I got Katie Taylor. She's an Irish boxer. She's fighting in Ireland for the first time ever tomorrow afternoon. Got her winning. Uh, Mets today. I think the Mets are hot. I think they're back. Uh, and then I got Scheffler, who is on the leaderboard right – top of the leaderboard right now at the PGA Championship. I got them all to win. I'll have to make a confession. I never watch golf. <laughs> Missing out. <laughs> um, I, I – Okay, so here's mine. Um, so I, I took the Celtics minus nine and a half. I think the line might be up to 10 now. The Lakers money line um, and the over in the Lakers Nuggets game. And one more, Carrasco under three strikeouts, under three and a half strikeouts. Hmm. I mean, I think we should win the game, but I'm so he has to get under. I, so he has to get three strikeouts. If he gets four, it's a loss, right? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I, think, I, I, I mean, I think it depends how long he's in the game. Right. I don't think he lasts more than six innings. Right. So I don't think he's going to get that many strikeouts. Yeah, you're pushing for that. Yeah, so I, I don't – yeah, I don't know. So, all right, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'll be that. back with another episode of Out of Line next week. Uh, enjoy the games, everybody, and if you're betting, good luck on your bets.